In this episode, Luciana is coming on the podcast to share all about her twin pregnancy and her twin birth. She talks a lot about how the transition was different from having one baby with her first pregnancy to now having twins, especially during a pandemic. So let's jump into this episode. Hello and welcome to What The Buck. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse and a certified labor doula. This podcast is created to inform and empower every woman on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me here every Monday at 9 a.m. as we dive into all things prenatal, birth, postpartum, and so much more. So let's jump into today's Welcome back to another episode of What the Bump. We have Luciana on the podcast today to share her birth story. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so starting off, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Um, I am a mom of three. Uh, I have a three-year-old and then, you know, we tried for one more and we got a surprise and got two for one special. <laughs> I got pregnant with twins. I actually had a miscarriage in between. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think everything happens for a reason. When I had the miscarriage, it was the day my, that child would have been born right when the pandemic hit. Hmm. Um, so maybe, you know, I don't know mother nature, God has a way of doing things. Maybe it wasn't meant to be because I don't know what it would be to give birth right in the beginning of the unknown. I did get pregnant though. Um, right when the pandemic hit, I found out I was pregnant and yeah, that that's, I'm not trying to get into the story already, but that's all <laughs> it's right. hard not to without saying, you know, yes. um, I was born in Brazil and I was raised here and my life is total chaos with three little ones <laughs> around. <laughs> yes. Yes. So tell me about finding out you were pregnant with the twins. So you said you had had a miscarriage before that. Were you guys like trying again or was it kind of a surprise? Yeah, I guess you could say we started trying again. Um, I think that the miscarriage was kind of tough on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't tell much to many people about it. And my husband at the time, he didn't want to have a child just yet. So I think he kind of just like you see, like, why did you force this? You know, so I think he, I mean, he didn't make me feel bad, but I think I felt even worse, you know, because right. of the whole situation. So we, we let it go. I had a miscarriage when my three-year-old was one. So, um, I mean, it was, he was one, he was still young, you know, but so then we started trying again and it was the second month when we were trying that I got pregnant with twins. Okay. Gotcha. And it's funny because I didn't know it was twins, but we like subconsciously knew. We used to joke around saying it was two because he used to, I was throwing up a lot. Like I had a really bad first trimester, super horrible first trimester. And because it was so bad, we used to joke like, oh, there must be two in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Yeah. Do you guys have like a family history of twins or was this? We don't. Oh, wow. Crazy. There's no history. My husband's grandmother had one set of twins paternal, but they, they, she miscarried them. So it wasn't like, there's no history of twins on either side. Right. Um, the first, I guess, site that we started thinking about twins was when I have issues with patients. So like, even before my miss period, I went ahead and I decided, Hey, let me just test. And my husband says, I wasted so many tests, (laughs) but this time around, when I went to go test two days before my miss period, 
it was really dark, like extremely dark. And my, my friend, she said, ah, you know, my cousin, she, she had twins and hers were real dark too. And I was like, ah, you stop it. And that was like the first like little glimpse of someone mentioning twins happened. And then boom, it was twins. (laughs) Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. I have heard people say with twins, like, and I don't know exactly if this is like the truth of it, but that like your HCG level is so high because it's almost like double right off the bat. So you will get that super dark line. Yes. That's funny. So you kind of said that first trimester was really rough. You were really sick. So kind of tell me about your pregnancy, um, kind of just from start to finish. How was it, especially with twins? I'm sure that made it very different than your first. I think I found out I was pregnant in March and March is when everything got shut down. So I think I got double the intensity of, I was really sick the first trimester and then the unknown of, oh my God, what's happening to the world? The whole world shut down. And, you know, I didn't even have the joy. I feel like I got cheated out of my pregnancy. My husband wasn't with me when I found out we were having twins. He wasn't allowed to go to the visit because at that time you weren't allowed to have any visitors, not even, you know, your, your spouse. So I found out on my own. So I think it was an emotional toll. It went from, I went from working full time to, oh my gosh, twins, high pregnancy, you know, it's high risk pregnancy. I'm going to stay at home. And then just that going from working full time outside world to sitting at home every day, not leaving the house for anything because one, it's a pandemic Two, I'm pregnant with high risk pregnancy. It was intense. I could say I get emotional when I think about it just now because I I think I used to cry all day long because it was just kind of like what's going to happen like is he going to be able to be in the room like you know it's just unknown the fear of the unknown it was it was an intense pregnancy just in general. Right. Yeah. I think that even like quarantine for a lot of people who like went from working outside of the house to even just like working remotely, staying home, that alone was rough and not wanting to like go outside or even go to the store and trying to minimize that contact with other people. I mean, we've never lived through something like that before. And then on top of it, like adding in a pregnancy where you're, you know, just concerned about your baby's well-being all the time. And then also adding in the hormones of a pregnancy and then the hormones of a twin pregnancy. (laughs) I can see that um, being, it was a mess. Hey, you got, you made it through. I was a hot mess. That's all right. Uh, it was definitely hard with a toddler too. When, once my, you know, as the pregnancy went on and it start, I started getting bigger and not able to lift or anything, right. I couldn't pick him up anymore. And he started noticing that I couldn't pick him up. Um, so, you know, let's go. It's nap time. He would just throw himself on the ground because he knew I couldn't pick him up. So how would I get him up the stairs? And I was just home alone. My husband was right. still working. He does construction. He was still working. So it was, it was hard in general in every single aspect of it for mm-hmm. sure. And then, you know, obviously you mentioned that you had a high risk pregnancy because you were having twins. So as your pregnancy progressed, how did that play out? Like, did you, did you, you know, a lot of times when you have twins, you do have some complications that arise. Did you guys have those or was it a pretty healthy pregnancy? Thankfully I had no complications. It was pretty healthy. Um, it's just because they consider twins high risk. It's just a lot more visits. Yep. And I moved 30 minutes away from my doctor's office, but decided I wasn't going to change in the middle of the pregnancy. So that took a toll too. Every time I needed to go at one point, I had to go every week and, you know, starting the last, the last trimester, I, I started having to go in every week 
even though I was still in healthy pregnancy, they still, they needed to make sure they were growing correctly. So I had multiple scans. That was a blessing. You know, usually with my firstborn, I had, I think two scans, you know, the first one. And then I had the gender one, the anatomy scan, but I mean, I used to get, I I used to see them every, every other week. (laughs) So that was nice. Um, but it was just a lot, a lot more visits just to make sure everything was okay. And I had to get induced early. They didn't let me go all the way. Gotcha. Because of it being twins. Right. So now talking about heading towards your birth, did you have any like birth plans, birth preferences? Did you do anything to prepare? Obviously I know you said that, um, an induction was on the table, but did you do anything else or have any other like wishes surrounding it? Um, I think that was like the last dramatic part of my birth or my pregnancy was that I was convinced I I was terrified of a Mm C-section, terrified, absolutely terrified. I had my firstborn natural. I was super terrified, super terrified. And when the girl decided, I have boy girl twins, when the girl decided not to turn is kind of when it hit me like, oh boy, like I might have to get a C-section. And, you know, my doctor knew I was terrified. So he tried to slowly you know, every visit slowly mention it just to kind of get me ready for the possibility. And she turned a week before I got induced at 37 weeks. So I think I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to have it natural. There's no reason why I can't, you know, I'm pretty healthy. I'm young. And then they had to choose the doctor because since I was induced, you know, based on the date I was being induced, there was a doctor on duty and the doctor on duty did not agree with doing a natural birth. Um, my doctor was an older doctor and how he explained it were that older doctors were okay with doing natural birth for twins, but newer doctors are more trained or, or used to doing C-sections. Yes. So that was, that was, uh, when I found out that news, uh, I, I basically begged my doctor, but my doctor was going into vacation because I had the twins right around Thanksgiving. <laughs> so they just turned one, uh, on the 24th of November. So it was, it was hard to accept it, but I must tell you, I think my, now that I can say, look, looking back at it, I had both. I had a regular birth with my firstborn and I had C-section with the twins. C-section was a lot better. You might think I'm crazy, <laughs> but my firstborn, I had to get uh, stitches. And oh, every time I used the bathroom, that stung. And I feel like that just traumatized me forever. That just when I think about that, where the C-section, it's a lot different when you're having an emergency C-section and a planned C-section. And since it was planned, it was just very smooth. It was very smooth. So you knew um, going into this, like going, getting closer to your due date at 37 weeks that you were going to have a C-section. Yeah. I found out a week before. Gotcha. Okay. So Um, before that, induction date was scheduled. Yes. Induction date was scheduled regardless. And, you know, my doctor gave me hopes of it being regular, especially since a week before. Uh, she turned, but the, I found out two days before that it was a C-section because the doctor um, yeah. was not comfortable with delivering. Twins yeah. Actually. He was yeah. like, look, I, I sent out an email. I tried to talk to him and it's not going to fly. <laughs> yeah. That definitely is something that even as a labor and delivery nurse, we do see, um, 
I don't want to say it's like a lost art, but it honestly is like delivering twins vaginally can be a total like lost art, especially if baby B ends up being breech. Um, sometimes we see it where older doctors will deliver as long as baby A's head down, baby B breech. And I do feel like um, not always, but sometimes younger doctors, that's just not something that's taught much anymore. Um, so a lot of times with twins, they just want to do a C-section, especially if baby B is breech. They say that it's also, I guess the risk, I mean, I, I was just terrified of being cut in a c-section you know yeah. but if i look at it in a way of like health or risks i mean there are a lot more risks i i'm in a mom group for twins and i see all the time we did it vaginally the baby a came out vaginally baby b almost died or we had to do an emergency c-section so then you had to do both so yeah. like at the end of the day that's i understand why they go straight to c-section or avoiding trying vaginal Right. Yeah. It definitely, you know, there are definitely like different angles that you can take looking at it because, you know, a lot of times you can have them, you know, vaginally and it can be great, but it is a big risk. Like you said, no matter which way you look at it, because you do have the chance of having both or having an emergency C-section twins is obviously just, it complicates it just a little bit more. <laughs> yes. So double then, trouble. Yes. Really double trouble. So then tell me about going, I guess not necessarily going into labor, but tell me about um, just your birth and your C-section. It was, it was honestly, I don't know if you get this very often, but it was great. <laughs> um, before I went into, you know, to get my C-section, I saw a post about a mom talking about C-section and asking for advice. And I remember there was one mom on there. I wish I could find her. I don't remember her name and I wish I could thank her. She said on there, whatever you do, ask the doctors for a binder. It will save your life. And if I have to give any advice to any mother that is, that might have a C-section or ends up having a C-section, ask for a binder, um, basically like a waist trainer, but like a per pregnancy one. And it was, gosh, that it kind of just kept everything together after yeah. the C-section. And every time I took it off, I was like, oh my God, what pain. But every time I put it on the pain min min minimized and also I could get up easier without, like I was up and walking around within a week, I was, my mom was concerned, stop, you're going to hurt yourself. But a binder was like my savior. <laughs> yeah. I do hear that people, well, we give those definitely a lot postpartum in the hospital, but people really do love those abdominal binders. They definitely, they, <laughs> it saved, it really saved me. It really, it helps, it helps just hold everything together. And so after I had the twins, you know, then it, it transitions from, you know, I'm on pain medicines and I'm in pain still. And there are two of them. I mean, anyone that's a mom already knows that being a mom is tough. <laughs> being a mom of newborns is even, of two is like even tougher. <laughs> so we only stay two days though in the hospital because of COVID. So everything is like super rushed. Yes. Um, what really sucked. And if I did file not a complaint, but just like, I didn't, I didn't want to call it a complaint. I wasn't complaining. I was just like opening eyes of the hospital. We got out on Thanksgiving day and I'm not thinking about this. I just had babies. I was just cut open, but I felt like the doctor should have been more aware. They sent the medicines and everything to my pharmacy, but the pharmacy, they're all closed oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's, that's, so I spent 24 hours without medication. Oh, so that was tough. Yes. <laughs> that was tough, but well, I mean, we got through it. We're here today. They're about to be one. 
<laughs> yes. So, well, yeah, they maybe should have like tried to find one that was open. If none were open, maybe kept you another day or because they can't send you home necessarily with something from the hospital specifically, right. but um, definitely probably could have worked a little bit better of a plan out for that. Yes. So that going, was... going into your C-section, I know you said like a few times you were just terrified of it. How did you like get over that fear, I guess. Like how did you, did you go into it still being terrified, but you got through it and it ended up being, like you said, great. Or did you kind of cope with it beforehand? I know you only had two days, but. Um, the first day I cried all day. (laughs) (laughs) The second day I kind of learned to accept it. It was either my, my husband was kind of like, Hey, like you need to get over this. Like, you're going to keep crying. You're going to make it worse. Like you're already at the end of your pregnancy, your emotions and your hormones is not good for the babies. Like you need to try to control, you need to learn to accept it. And especially where, like I said, I was, I'm from Brazil. Um, in my country, usually they go straight to C-sections. Like you usually go to a C-section, no matter what type of birth you have, if it's twins or if it's just a single. So he, you know, and he's only been here for five years. So he was like, like, why are you freaking out over this? Like, this is normal where, you know, I grew up here. It's not normal for me. <laughs> I'm used to seeing, you know, so I got over it. I kind of just learned to accept it. And when I'm nervous, I talk a lot. So like when I was there at the time of like getting the anesthesia and all that stuff, I just kept talking. <laughs> I felt like the doctors kept laughing at me and they're like, <laughs> this girl's crazy and I'm just talking like you ready oh boy here we go (laughs) but it helped me talking helped me like yes even the day almost yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I can relate to I'm the same way like during my birth I felt like not that I was talking a ton but I just like wanted to almost like joke around in a way to Mm -hmm. to distract my mind from what I was going through I guess So now talking about postpartum, I know you said the binder was extremely helpful. Um, how was postpartum? You know, what was it like going home with one baby the first time versus now in a pandemic on Thanksgiving coming home with twins? Well, because of the pandemic, you know, I didn't allow anyone to come help me. Um, so that was tough. There were two of them. My mom, so my mom was supposed to, she retired and she was supposed to move back to Brazil. Um the, the year that I got pregnant and after she found out it was twins, she decided to move in with me and stay with me to help me out for a year. So my mom was my angel. I don't know. I really don't know a power to single moms and power to single moms with twins because I don't know what I would have done without my mom. My husband was working during the day. He did take a month off. So he's his own, he has his own business. So he was able to take a month off. So he helped, but it was kind of rounds. You know, he stayed with my toddler. And, you know, I basically worked third shift. I didn't let myself sleep during the the night because when I did, it just made me tired to sleep for 20, 30 minutes because one would sleep and the other would wake up. And then when the other would sleep, the other would wake up. So I just, I would stay awake all night. And then my mom would wake up at 8 a.m. She would make me breakfast, bring me breakfast in bed, take the twins. And then I would sleep from 9 a.m. to about noon, one 1 p.m. every day and that was literally if my mom wasn't in this equation I don't know how it would have been you know my husband was home too but yeah my toddler which is a whole you know that it was during you know because of the pandemic and because of everything I wasn't comfortable with bringing my toddler back into school so he was helping with him so it was 
My mom. The answer is my mom. Yes. (laughs) If it wasn't for my mom, I don't know what would have happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. I have one right now. And thankfully my husband is self-employed. So he really only works in the evening. And even now, like we had tons of family here for that first, like three weeks and I'm begging my mother-in-law to come back. I'm like, even with one, (laughs) me and my husband here most of the time, no toddler. I want my mother-in-law to come back. So it's such a blessing. My mom leaves December 2nd. She's moving to Brazil this time around. And she said, you're not holding me back this time around. (laughs) Hold down the fort with all three. So here I go. Yeah. Well now, so now you're a year in, how is it, is it much, you know, is it easier? What is it like now being a year in from the start? It's funny when you're a first child, I feel like you do everything so different than your next one. And with my firstborn, I just, you know, I rocked him to sleep every day and I had a friend that did sleep training and yelled at me for the first eight months until I couldn't take it and sleep train my firstborn. And with the twins four month old, boom, I sleep trained them. And Life was easier. It's funny to say this, but my life has been easier with the twins than it was with my firstborn. Because with my firstborn, I just, you know, do the first mom, first time mom, like, I'm not going to say mistakes, because it's not a mistake either. But first time mom, you know, you want to cuddle them to sleep, and you have all of this time of the world. And then it's not like I had that luxury at first, there were two newborns, and then I had a toddler. So with them, I just, I sleep trained them with four months and they've been sleeping through the night since four months old. So oh, wow. my firstborn started sleeping at a one-year-old. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the twins give me less work than my firstborn did. <laughs> That's awesome. So now what, um, did you do like a sleep training course? How did you learn how to sleep train them? Um, so my best friend's mom is a nanny, full-time nanny over 20 years. And she kind of just walked me through okay, look, this is how it's going to be. She did it with my firstborn, but I didn't listen to her for the first few <laughs> months. At eight months, I could not take it. He had consumed my my sleep life. And I said, I'm drained. I need to sleep. Okay. So she had showed me. It was a little bit difficult with twins though, because they're in the same room. So I tried, I did try like three and a half months in. I tried to sleep train them and it didn't work because if one cried, it just wake up the other and it was a hot mess. So then I gave up on that. And then I think it was like four and a half months. I said, you know what, let me get back into this. And I, I, I switched, I just split them. So I put one of them in my room and one of them in their room because they share the room and I would switch them off every day. So one day my girl would be in my room and one day my boy would be in my room. And it took about a week for them to sleep train on their own before I joined them together. Um, And then it was fine. Right. Mm -hmm. I see. So when she got both of them on like that routine of sleeping through the night, you could put them back together and then they wouldn't cry and wake each other up. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Anything else to share from like postpartum um, experience, healing, anything like that? Um, No, I think, you know, I, I can't, I think maybe I felt like I did have a little bit of postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was more like mom guilt. Like I felt like my firstborn was, he was two at the time and I just, I didn't have time for him. My whole world used to be him. I was a stay at home mom with him. And then I had two little people that needed me and he was kind of on the back burner and that really took a toll on me. I used to, every time I used to think about my older child, I would cry and I would feel mom guilt, (laughs) mom guilt that I didn't have time for him, you know? 
<laughs> so that was a little tough too in the beginning. It took some time to readjust, but he is a great big brother. He helps warm bottles. He helps grab pacifiers. And I think everything ends up falling into place. <laughs> Just takes some time, but it falls into place. Yeah. And I think that that is such a real thing that so many moms feel. I mean, I even have friends who have one baby right now and are, you know, they want another one, but then they're like, but then I think about it and I, I can't do that to my firstborn. And like, they get very emotional, even thinking about like, how do I, and I always say, which I can't speak from experience, but I always tell people the best way to think about it is like, you're not dividing your love now between two or in your case, three, you're mul- yeah, you're multiplying it. And that can kind of help. But I, you know, I even feel a bit of that mom guilt with my dog, which like is such a like scaled back version, but even seriously with Adeline now, like she's five weeks old right now. And she's my, you know, every waking moment, like that's what I'm doing. And I look at my dog and I'm like, I feel so bad. Like I, I really do. I'm like, I haven't like snuggled you or taken you on a walk. Like it's such a real thing. It is. It's tough. It's, it's tough. You just, I feel like you need to keep in mind, like, um, during the hardest times, the hardest yes. nights, sleepless nights I had, or I just you always used to say this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Yep. I had really tough first eight months with my first year old, with my firstborn, and I still wanted another kid. So then because it passed, so I just yes. have to keep that in mind. It will pass and will pass. And it's past. <laughs> yes, exactly. And especially when they get to the point where like they're sleeping through the night and you just, they can like entertain themselves a little bit more. Like you're, you know, it's not like you're going to be 100% of your time with, with the new baby or babies forever. It's just, it's short-term, like you said, it will pass. And then you'll be able to go back to, you know, being able to spend more time with your firstborn for sure. Oh yeah. And they're already playing together. They're about to be one. My, my boy twin already walks. He's been walking since 10 months. So he, him and his older brother are chasing each other around the house. And <laughs> so it's, it's definitely like, it fills your heart because when I was pregnant, I used to, I did have those feelings. I used to cry in the beginning with all the hormones and be like, Oh my God, like, how am I going to love another mm-hmm. human being as much as I love you? Like, is that even possible? And you're right. It just multiplies. It just grows bigger. And it's such gratitude to, to sit down and watch them all play together and think, wow, like it fills my heart. Like, you know, (laughs) all of those feelings, (laughs) they're gone. Yes. Right. That's so true. So now do you have like a top bit of advice for moms that you would give? If you had to think of one thing, patience and patience and it's okay. Like no mom is perfect. There's no rule book or right way to be perfect. If you, I did it, I did both ways. You know, if you decide to rock your baby to sleep every night for for the first year, or if you sleep train them at four months, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, what's best for your child. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks or if they're going to judge you for like, I could say like for not sleep training on an earlier time with my firstborn or judge me for sleep training too early my twins you know you just have to keep remembering that there's no rule book there's no perfect mom you can't think of any mom that you can say wow that mom is great there's still things that you would pick and choose that you would say is not perfect and none of us are perfect and it's all a learning experience and just love your child and they'll definitely they'll as long as you give them love they they will get that they will see that and they will give you that return when they're older Yeah, I think that that's great and super important to remember, especially like 
with social media nowadays, even right now as a new mom, like I'm on, I'm in so many Facebook groups and I read probably way too much and compare way too much. Like some girls, babies <laughs> already like six hours through the night. And I'm like, wow, I'm blessed if I can get two. like, that's not fair. And what am I doing wrong? It's very easy to, to get I did that a lot, especially, I think I don't do it as much now because I have twins and I can see them at the same time developing differently. Right. Like one's walking, you know, at 10 months, the other one's not, but she talks like she makes so many now like sounds and my boy doesn't do that. So you can see the difference and everyone's different. I mean, even like your best friend or a sister, like you're all different. So you all, you know, if I'm a visual learner, that doesn't mean the next person next to me is, you know, so that's what it's hard to compare though. I'll tell you that because my firstborn, he's in speech therapy and that was tough because when he was in daycare, I just always used to compare and he, you know, he did everything late. He walked late. He did everything late. So that, that was tough to, to not to compare, but my advice to you, you know, new mom is, is just that itself. Like everyone does everything at their own time and, and that's okay. There's, there's no rule book. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, especially with like the milestones that have been created, like it's a great guideline, but it's important to remember that that's all it is. Like it's not set in stone. It can fluctuate greatly. It's just a guideline that has a lot of flexibility. I think people just get a little bit too like rigid into thinking like, oh, my baby is this many months, but hasn't done this. And, you know, like you said, it can be a few months behind or even a few months ahead, you know, your 10 month old is walking. So it's, it is very different for everybody. Yeah. My firstborn started walking at 14 months yeah and I used to be like oh my gosh what's wrong why is he not walking is there something wrong with him and my husband's like relax like, <laughs> he's gonna walk when he needs to it is true I mean he's a healthy boy he's not behind in any way anymore he's not in speech therapy anymore right and so it's like all of that stress was for nothing <laughs> yes seriously <laughs> Well, Luciana, thank you for coming on the podcast and just sharing about, you know, your, your life and your story with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website, WhatTheBumpCLT.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.